Hi everyone, welcome back to the Outliers podcast. I'm your host Pankaj Mishra and we are back with a new season of Outliers called the season of resilience. These are uncertain times and everyone is trying to cope with uncertainties, anxiety and so many unanswered questions. We thought we could be useful to all of you by doing a fresh series of conversations with Outliers and some new guests please stay safe and i really hope all of us get out of this stronger and more resilient i'm really you know uh, privileged to be sitting down uh, remotely of course with uh, someone with whom we started the outliers journey uh, manish sharma who is the founder of printo Welcome, Manish. Hey, thank you, Pankaj. It's uh, it's fantastic to be here. I didn't realize time has passed so fast. And uh, yeah, while we're not meeting in the best of times, but it's always a pleasure to meet you and speak with you. Thank you. You know, so uh, Manish is, uh, of course, a battle-hardened <laughs> soldier of the startup ecosystem is how I have been looking at him. Cockroach. A lot of, um, a lot of people call us, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'm glorifying you. <laughs> uh, Manish, uh, there is a lot of anxiety, uh, stress, uh, you know, and the ongoing situation seems to be worsening. Before we jump into the specifics uh, of your playbook and what you see, what do you think is happening? I mean, how do you read all of this? So, Pankaj, things are very, very bad and uh, they will get worse yeah. and the way i look at things is uh, i don't uh, yeah i don't intellectualize too much about the future you know uh, when times like these i just look at what's happening today and what has already happened when you look at that you say things are bad uh, there are multiple things happening uh, and it's very very important to identify what is the situation of your ship in this storm right so for example uh, printo right now is going through a perfect storm in my opinion right uh, a lot of my friends companies are not going through a perfect storm a lot of them are right so mm-hmm. uh, the situation is uh, so dire i don't think i've faced this situation in the uh, you know whatever uh, 25 odd years of my uh, yeah, business startup entrepreneurial journey right uh, this is worse than what i faced in 2008 uh, because the economy has ground to a halt i did not have a situation like this where you are zero literally zero on uh, uh, on revenues right as we speak today um, not just mine but there are a bunch of companies whose revenues are zero were zero yesterday are zero today will be zero tomorrow um this is so yeah it's a pretty dire situation mm-hmm. now uh you talked about the 2008 crisis and i think we should go back there to see uh even if it was not as bad as today uh you know what you really did uh and and then we can get into where are you today and kind of uh take a peek inside your war room manish uh, and and what is your checklist like uh, so hopefully others can uh, learn from yeah yeah um i think um, it's going to be useful yeah because our checklist 
uh, are similar for both scenarios when I look back, you know, just in hindsight. And uh, so when we, so let's look at, you know, 2018, 2008, what I remember was uh, we were a much younger company. We were about, uh, you know, 100 odd people uh, or less. And uh, we had maybe nine stores, but in three cities, you know, there was Bangalore, uh, of course, and mm-hmm. Hyderabad, Pune, Mumbai. And we were expanding. We had a lot of, uh, yeah, we had a good amount of cash starting that year. And when the board decided that, hey, we're going to go and really roll out and expand. And, uh, you know, we had uh, $3 million in the bank, uh, uh, another $3 million. We'd raised $6 million and we were getting it in uh, 12 months apart, right? Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, about, you know, May, June, I started saying, hey, this I don't think we should be rolling out stuff. Things are looking bad. When you're in the retail business, you kind of read trends earlier. Uh, you take the first hit. You see prices going up for real estate and sometimes demand coming down right? So these both things coming uh, hand in hand, people not paying you, some of our large customers taking time. Um, there were some 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 instances there, but I didn't worry about it at all because I had a $3 million uh, yet almost as good as in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what happened then was that uh, the Lehman crisis hit right? and, uh, yeah, you know, our, our largest investor, uh, Sequoia reneged on that right, and said, hey, we can't pay you the $3 million. And that was yeah, that was disastrous for us because uh, till a day before, we were discussing growth with them and uh, then said they can't. But, you know, realities had changed and we had to quickly accept that. So we were left with almost no money in the bank, uh, maybe about 50, 70 lakhs. Uh, we were bleeding. Uh, no, actually, I remember we uh, we were left with 200k odd and we were bleeding about this is usd so you know joby crore you know odd at the time and uh, we were we were bleeding about 50 lakhs plus per month so uh, we were going to run out of this money right away so there it was an existential crisis of a different kind we're bleeding money we're going to run out of it we have to cut very very deep so uh, we cut deep we we had to shut down all stores outside bangalore we decided to just focus on Bangalore. Uh, we had to lay off uh, some of our team members, very painful, uh, bring it to a core and hunker down, last out that winter, slowly convert into profitability with just five stores, you know, in Bangalore and uh, and come out of that. So that was a, that was a very intense situation. And, you know, uh, as I, as you make me recall it, I realized I should not be downplaying it and saying that that's it. those were different circumstances. And they were clearly, I think, uh, now that I remember it, they were crazy you know, because uh, we, didn't even, we didn't even have access to help. Today, we have access to many other things. So uh, that's what I remember from 2008. Lots of layoffs, lots of, you know, culling, existential crisis for sure, wondering if we'll be alive. And then slowly, very, very slowly recovering. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, so how how are things now, Manish? Uh, and let now let's go deeper into your checklist. Yeah, uh, I think uh, let's look at. So, as I said, things are bad. Right? So, uh, so let's take stock of what we have. Uh, we. Uh, We've got to look at, so I would look at my company's uh, EBITDA for sure, right? You know, yeah, we're a reasonable size company uh, from, at least from our perspective, right? We have like 
120 crores of revenue in a year we're just about profitable and uh, we're generating cash month on month yeah um, but we're also growing so we're making investments in the future i think the first thing you want to very quickly assess how much cash are you making uh, how did how much did you make last month right so that's the reality uh, so if you're assessing in march you have to look at the february number and then look at the real march number not the projection uh, change the projection very quickly with you know whatever remaining days are there at zero revenue how much cash are you going to make uh, yeah how much do you have left so yeah, you get a real ebitda plus cash situation look at the cash in the bank that is the next one right it's very simple math figure out when revenue is zero what is your ebitda right which will give you your direct costs and your fixed costs and you'll realize man okay your ebitdas where well, in our case you know it could be i'm just giving approximate numbers uh, but yeah, let's say we got 10 crores in the bank and uh, my uh, my costs are about 5 and a half crores per month if revenue is zero okay so mm. in less than 2 months i'm going to run through the 10 crores right and uh, that's that's reality we have to take stock of that but we need to know that picture if you don't know that picture you can't act you know you have to stand up accept that picture right take a day take two days take one day of inaction after that but get mm. that picture right um the second uh, the second thing to do is act ext- once you've got the picture act very very fast uh mm-hmm. in, in the scenario today there's a lockdown announced um we acted uh, you know we we had a checklist in and we tried to act fast maybe 12 days to 15 days before the lockdown and uh, this uh, this means uh, you know create lockdown checklist assume lockdowns going to happen assume revenue is going to go down to zero assume offices are shut we need to collect cash from those who owe us money okay mm-hmm. we need to uh, stem all capex expenses you know no further investments cut down marketing you know there's no point marketing if customers can't access your services or can't use your services for anything else if travel is going to be shut for example in our case uh, a lot of workshops training programs uh, marketing uh, <coughs> seminars which take print and need print are going to stop right so yeah, you want to you don't want to throw marketing dollars in this time at a situation right and uh, completely cut those expenses bring your expense down to zero bring your food intake down to completely low minimum calories right um at the same time reduce any capex as i said once you uh, once you do this once you make a list of things you're going to do i think it's important to assign one person to each right from your team yeah you cannot be the general doing this right as a general you need to just even if your team is your 50 person startup or a 20 person startup you know mm-hmm. you have to be the guy monitoring or the girl monitoring the situation right assign it to your team members have them do this jump in script things out if required uh, what action needs to be taken and help them take this action um hence comes to the big point you have to give the real picture to the team okay if you mm-hmm. think you're you're going to be the you know uh, uh, smart girl or guy you know who's going to be superman or superwoman right uh, turning this whole thing around right uh, please disabuse yourself of that uh, illusion this is a business this is a company this is a team okay this is, an, mm-hmm. this is not an individual sport uh, when it comes to implementation right uh, so you have to get the real numbers out to the team 
And you've got to face the fact that team is going to be, you know, uh, smart enough uh, to recognize the issue, right? And uh, and you're going to be a good communicator, not making panic. So I think that's the other uh, aspect of it. In India today, the first phase is over, right? Lockdown mm. happened, you know, for example. Yeah, you can't do anything about that now, right? So in some sense, I'm much more relaxed about my business uh, only because the checklist of activity is not running around in my house, right? It's in my head. Right? Uh, and, you know, just going uh, that yeah, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to call up vendors, I've got to uh, let me follow up on uh, payments, let me follow up on uh, any bit of sales that I can get in. Right? There's no point. I've, shops are shut. Business is shut. Right? Mm. Now that you've got out of lockdown, phase two is, again, take assess, uh, assess what you can do, model your business plan for this month and for the next month and the next month, next three months. Figure out how long a runway you have. Okay, um, you'll you'll come up with an answer of I've got four months. Let's say. Okay, uh, now try to get double the runway because you will be wrong. All of us are wrong in our runway calculation. Mm. Right? New stuff may happen. You don't know how long this will last, and no point getting into intellectualizing. How long it lasts? It's just not going to matter, right? If it's if it's going to last for two years, your actions today will be the same, should be the same, right? Um, And I only want to end this piece with saying that you, the one thing I learned is uh, among the many mistakes I made, the few things we got right was cut very deep but very very fast. Right? It almost sounds like panic, right? For a lot of people, you don't have to panic. You have to be prepared, but you have to cut fairly deep right and fairly fast and uh, this is something which i find a lot of my friends dithering about saying that let's see how it will improve next month right and uh, you know the data is in front of you for last month and this month why are you waiting for next month let's not do that please right uh, um, and i plead rather than uh, advice because you know we are saving saving uh, jobs here right so that's what i would do in uh, yeah in this phase mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Manish, uh, this situation is also going to mean having some uncomfortable conversations, right, with employees, uh, with vendors, uh, and, you know, even family for that matter, right? Uh, Now, uh, you know, I I called you a battle-hardened entrepreneur because you have seen these cycles and you perhaps have done those conversations. We have a lot of first-time founders and for them, uh, and, and you're talking about people on the edge or at fences, uh, not uh, cutting deep fast. And, you know, yeah. uh, how do you how do you describe how, how do you do those uncomfortable situations? And can we break them down across employees, vendors, family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you've, you've made the right demarcations in your question itself um, and right units, at least. Um, I think the first uncomfortable conversation needs to be with yourself right uh, you know this uh, yeah. look as entrepreneurs we are thick skinned we are forever optimistic and that's what makes us what we are but we cannot at this time afford to be unrealistic you know unrealistic is what you know is going to drive us down so let's get uh, a good measure of uh, you know a good dose of reality into us 
and say, hey, how bad is this? Right? And uh, face the reality. And when you're thinking about that, how bad is this? Please don't think of May, June, July, or you know, think of you know, 10 months down or 12 months down. Um, go through your process, yeah, and you will see yourself getting distracted about, oh, you know, if this fails, you know, what the hell will I do? What will I go through that and then get a grip of it and figure out how bad is it. Once you've faced how bad this is, and I use a method which is, I say, worst case scenario, what it looks like, right? And visit the worst mm-hmm. case. Worst case, you won't have a company. You'll have to go and start things all over again. You'll have to get a job. But once you get it out of the way, at least you can get to reality. And the reality will be, okay, this is really bad, right? That's what reality will be. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know how to solve it right now, but I'm trying to figure out how to do it, okay? Let's be, this was my reality. And uh, you, you have a conversation. First conversation uh, I had was, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, yes, was with my CEO, I'm, I'm, you know, who's like a partner on business and, you know, I've sent him a mail uh, early in the morning, maybe 5.30, saying uh, we code orange, right? This is bad. This is going to get bad. And this was in 6th of March, right? And uh, yeah, just to give perspective, uh, lockdown happened on 22nd uh, of, uh, or 23rd of March is basic lockdown uh, in India. So he so had that. Uh, my next conversation was with my you know, co-founder, who's now not active on the business, but on the board of the business, Lalana. And uh, she's my wife. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, okay, uh, do you think we have any, you know, any expenses coming up which we've not thought of? Uh, things are going to get bad. I don't think, you know, we may have a uh, income uh, for a few months. What does it look like? We had a quick check, quick chat. Luckily, our risk profile is very different. Uh, we, uh, you know, <clears throat> all our costs, uh, uh, which uh, which are kind of high, are limited to the cat food. Uh, for our two cats and we don't have kids so no admissions no none of those other stuff and we had a quick mm. chat he said okay we're clear there um quick take a look at your bank balance uh unfortunately i put everything in an sip and it goes into the stock market <laughs> so uh, the, the third chat is with your team mm-hmm. you know and say things are bad mm-hmm. right now when it comes to the specific uncomfortable chats i think uh once the team is convinced that the company is bad, in a bad shape, right, or the situation is in a bad shape, it's very important for the team to get that convinced, at least your top managers. They should never have a conversation with anybody below them or around them saying, my CEO thinks we are screwed. Okay? The mm-hmm. conversation should be, we are in a bad shape now. I think we are in a bad shape. Okay? And I would spend a lot of time on that conversation. I would spend like four-hour meetings on that conversation, get that out of the way. So that's your next uncomfortable conversation. <clears throat> uh, this morning, I had a uh, you know very senior uh, colleague of mine, and I told him, dude, um, how's, uh, I have a conversation with people, and I break it down into three parts. How's health? How are you feeling? Uh, everything's okay. How's mom and dad, right? Uh, in his case, it's only mom. You know, everything okay, taken care of, great. How's your uh, How's your financial health, right? Uh, mm. And uh, I ask, what are your savings like? I ask little numbers, right? And, you know, in India, it's a little more relaxed, right? I, I can't mm. these things. I said, I asked him, how much is your EMI? Now, he's a very senior guy. And he told me, 
mm-hmm. and I said, okay, good. And then I told him, this is the last salary, uh, for last full salary you will get. You know, you know that. And he said, yeah, I know that. I said, okay, I just want to want you to treat this very, very carefully. Um, I said, sure. Now, once I've had that conversation, I can ask him, is there anything else you need help with? If you do, he says, kids, education's happening this time. I got to pay, you know, almost a lakh of rupees, you know, uh, in education for the kids' uh, new year. And uh, I said, good. If you don't get a, he said, I'm going to push it out. If I don't, um, I said, yeah, we'll help. Don't worry. Right. So he says, yeah, because my investments are in mutual funds as well and the market is tanked. Right. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, have this personal conversation with your core team. It's very important to get the health of the core team right. Now mm-hmm. let's get to a list of what's happening. So we have team members whom we'll cut last. Right. That's mm-hmm. your family. You don't want to yeah, say. We have vendors whose payments we don't cut at all, but we deal mm-hmm. in. Right. And we have conversations with them saying, look, I'm not getting any money in. I can't give money out. Right. And everybody understands. But you do promise them that as soon as I get some money in, I keep giving some money out. Right. So there's some flow in the economy. It's important to uh, have our vendor network get some money. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the third one are people like landlords, you know, who don't have necessarily a variable uh, input cost and they have a fixed cost. They did build the place mm-hmm. out. But you went in and did all the capital expenses. You pay the electricity bills. This does not apply to co-working places, but it applies to my my uh, my landlords. And we have a conversation. Said, "Hey, we can't pay rent for three months." You know, so have that conversation very clearly. And um, these are the tough conversations. I think one tough conversation which we don't have is with our customers. And mm. uh, uh, one of my early morning calls again today was. Uh, to a colleague whom I said, uh, uh, <clears throat> this is your target. This month, you will be helping save us and get us another one month of life. And that is, he's after customers who owe us money. Okay, And I said, forget everything. You know, If you need, let's get access to the CEO of the company. I don't care if it's Infosys, Wipro, whoever it is. Let's, and I don't care if the amount they owe us is only you know, uh, 20 lakhs, right? But we mm. need the money to survive, right? And uh, let's do our best. So yeah, that's in, now customers are not used to too much of aggression on this, you know, from uh, especially in certain industries, right? Uh, because most of our startups mm. are in the knowledge industry, right? Uh, they'll ask you for money once, twice, thrice, you know, they won't really uh, bother you too much. And that's what we need to change during these times. Go have that uh, difficult conversation with customers saying, I'm going to have difficulty paying, uh, you know, not just rent, but even salaries. Please release money for me. Right? Uh, so that's my last piece of the difficult conversation mm. uh, in terms of uh, a difficult conversation. Then you have one conversation, if I may, uh, with your investors. Okay? Yeah. You have to give them the information way up front. Right? Um, and, you know, we're, we're, investors are... Uh, are an interesting breed because they are also between fear and greed. Right? Uh, yeah, entrepreneurs get into fear and greed in situations like these, but investors are always in fear and greed. So uh, <laughs> you need to give them that scenario. At the same time, uh, and I picked up this tip from you know uh, uh, one of my favorite investors, and he said that 
uh, Manish, you need to give some upside story. And uh, I think that's important. It's not just faking it. It's saying, <coughs> look, I'm going to come out of this healthy. Right. So, and I start applying that even to my vendors and my landlords, saying, I'm going to come out of this healthy, but right now you need to act very fast. You know, you've got to talk like a, a, a surgeon uh, who says, I'm going to fix you. You got to trust me. You will make it through. You, you're going in for a bypass, you know, and it's a complicated surgery, but trust me, right? And um, give me all the help you can, and I'll take you through. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this, this is <clears throat> very well articulated, Manish. Uh, the one more thing I want to understand from you is we are assuming uh, the businesses we are talking about have some cash flows. Now, there are lots of first-time founders who don't have any revenue, uh, you know, forever, and they are testing their ideas, they are experimenting, you know, kind of seed to early stage. Now, the question they are going to be asking is, should I stay in or get out of this? Mm-hmm. Or what, what, what would you tell them? You know, I, uh, I find it, uh, yeah, I find that first stage very interesting. Because you were already in an existential crisis in that first stage of your business, right? You're saying no cash, mm. right? Uh, I don't have money coming in. I'm trying to find a you know product which will make me money, for example, right? So you may already have a product. You may, uh, uh, but you've not yet figured out how to capture value in that, right? So, uh, so you say, okay. Uh, so you're already trying to figure out your existence. And I feel... In my opinion, such companies are at that stage because been in that stage are, are much better placed than companies who are uh, who have revenue and uh, and especially if they've got uh, profitable revenue, but just about profitable revenue. Um, and let me explain why because you know you, when you don't have uh, revenue, your projections are all based on zero revenue. So your project you are mm-hmm. completely cost based, right? That okay, I've got like you know. Uh, 50 lakhs in the bank that last me six months maybe i should start looking for funding right uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you meet somebody who says hey what a crappy idea i don't think you'll get funded for at least 12 months so it's okay let me make my 50 lakh last for 12 months right you're thinking costs you know all your costs right and uh, what happens is when you have revenue you think you'll fight a battle to revenue, right? uh, which is the silliest the thing to do right your revenue forecasts go down the drain as soon as uh, you know bad economy hits us so you should not be uh, so uh, a young company should not uh, has the advantage of not having a revenue forecast at all right so <clears throat> i would ask them to just do the same thing hunker down big time use this to relook at their costs and relook at their runway and uh, and say, okay, you know, if I've got six months of runway, make it an 18-month runway, right? Uh, you can't think of an 18-month runway, at least get it to 12 months, right? Um, in times like these, if you don't have a 12-month runway, 12-month path to, to survive, um, you know, you're not going to, yeah, you're going to make it. And please do not say, hey, I'm going to knock off my salary to zero, so then I'll survive another six months, right? Uh, it's a very dangerous thing to do. If, if you're already paying yourself a salary, you're angel funded, you've got some money, uh, reduce the salary a bit, 
right? But see that you have enough saved up that if you don't have to pay your salary for nine months, you can manage, right? So that's a fundamental error we do with the early stage because the money is so little, right? And in our mind, we say, I won't pay my salary, right? And uh, it, it, it's great for three months, but in six months' time, you know, you're, uh, you've got almost no options. You don't even have the option of paying yourself no salary or continuing without a salary. Mm. Mm. Manish, what you are saying, it, it, you know, if I were to look at it through an individual's lens, right, uh, you know, all of us have personas, right? Uh, you know, some of us are, you know, helpful, some of us, are, uh, of us are, you know, realistic, practical, pragmatic, and so on. Now, situations like these are going to test our core value systems and things that we believe are good or bad. Right. Uh, you know, firing someone can be bad uh, in someone's playbook, but then you are faced with this. So what I'm trying to understand from you, especially because you have gone through these cycles, how do you stay sane and how do you explain the changing, uh, I don't know if it's the value system, mm -hmm. uh, how, how do you imbibe all of this and still stay someone who you admire yourself? Yeah. You know, Pankaj, uh, uh, a crisis and stage like what we are going through, you know, and irrespective of the you know, uh, yeah, stage of the company or in, I feel that a crisis is what defines us in our own unique way, right? Uh, and when I say our own unique way, it's not a good way or a bad way. It just defines us. It brings uh, amazing clarity, you know. And at the same time, it kind of, you know, unmolds us and remolds us in many ways. So le let me let me explain with an example what I mean. You know, it's like a, mm. just a decision whether to uh, cut compensation by 50% uh, or lay off people or not pay a vendor, right, uh, at all right? or drag a vendor because he does not have the ability to fight you he's completely dependent on you and pay the big guy who is going to basically screw you right uh, mm. this is a whole series of decisions we'll go through okay decisions about to lie to an investor that things are okay to lie to uh, a team member things are okay uh, to lie to a vendor things are okay right just so that you can get something it's a hustle right we are always hustling as entrepreneurs right but Hustling during this time is like, you know, takes a very different proportion. It actually starts chiseling you and saying, hey, what is it that I want out of it? Right? And starts asking you all these questions. So I think crisis actually really, at the end of when I look back at crisis, I've always come out very clear about certain things about myself because it's a self-discovery process. It's not something which... I can say this is how I will be in the crisis. I can't say I'm going to be calm and collected and truthful and honest, right? Uh, the, when the crisis plays out, right, uh, I will look back and say, oh, I had decided to be calm and collected, truthful and honest. Well, I was maybe uh, calm and collected, maybe partially truthful, honest, I'm not sure. You know, there is, this is what you can judge. But, um, it's not something which you can prejudge. Maybe you, you want to just pick one principle and uh, 
I'm setting principles for my team and for my for decision making, right? How do we pay vendors? So, you know, for example, the principle is, uh, yeah, small guys need to be paid right away, right? You know, mm. forty thousand rupee bill. He has no other place to go to. Please pay him, right? Big guys haggle, 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 haggle. Get me on the line. I'll haggle. I'll do that. You know, things like this. Uh, but what stays with us is, hey, the small guy got paid, right? You know, we feel good about it somewhere, right? And then we'll. So I, I think this is going to be an interesting process. There's no prescription one I can give for this. I can only say uh, it'll define us. Uh, the the other part of your question was that uh, if I understood that, how do you deal with this? You know mentally and i'm uh, i think i go through the same checklist as i started off with saying that you know uh, i need to uh, besides look at myself once i've looked at my personal finance initially and my personal uh, you know uh, my personal commitments i've got that out of the way even if it's bad you know even if it's really bad uh, if there was an emi you know or loans i've i've told those guys i won't be able to pay for next few months i do think it's important when I look back to uh, things which I have not done well earlier and uh, I can see me having to remind myself to do this nowadays in this crisis is uh, mental health right I got to remind mm-hmm. myself to do to meditate you know I'm older so I'm okay with meditation uh, it's uh, uh, yeah. and I've got to remind myself to speak to friends right uh, mm-hmm. uh, either pick up the phone have a beer you know, have some completely, you know, ridiculous conversation. Uh, you know, tell them, man, you guys, you software engineers get paid for nothing, right? Have those one of those conversations, you know, mm. because you're working in this big-ass MNC firm, right? What do you know about the pains of a startup, right? Those kind of things. And he will say that, man, hey, you know, uh, <clears throat> you're foolish. I told you, don't do this stuff. Nobody buys print, man. Where are you going? And, you know, we, we have a good banter over maybe a, a beer. Unfortunately, at these times... Uh, you can't even go out for a beer, but uh, I do it over a phone call. So um, I think it's important to let uh, let go. I know just uh, have that release, uh, yeah, which is not so intense because you'll see the decision that your your day changes in crisis. All your conversations are high intensity, unlike mm. in a regular uh, you know work day where you have high intensity conversations, but maybe twenty percent of it. Or 30% of it. Mm. Rest of it are all, you know, pretty much transactional, relaxed. I'm finding myself only doing high intensity conversations. Right. So, uh, so that's so I'm welcoming any conversation which is not high intensity. And I'm uh, like this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a final uh, couple of things, maybe, Manish. When you were talking, you know, I was also thinking about it. You know, it, it's a lot like that doctor uh, who has a limited supply of ventilator systems. Mm-hmm. And the doctor has to make this choice about which patient should get it first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so it, it's a lot like that, I think, you know, yeah, the question right. of ethics in yeah. that sense, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, many questions will come and... Uh, I'm I'm dreading this will happen even in my company. You know, um, I don't know when your podcast will go live, but uh, it will happen where it will come down to people, right? And uh, it'll come down to questions of fifty percent or you know lay off certain certain number of people. Uh, it'll come down to questions of uh, should I pay myself? 
you know half a salary and you know uh, or should i uh, just stretch pay myself a full salary just for one more month right and uh, good all these things will come in for yourself as well as for uh, yeah, for the team and i don't think there's a right answer and that's why i said that year is where i don't like to be prescriptive but i just like to say hey uh, set some principles in place in the beginning and then at the end of this you know 2020 is the year of hindsight so we look back and we'll see how we how we behaved you know uh, were we the yeah evil humans were we the you know mad monkeys uh, or uh, were we just uh, you know we, uh, uh, okay fine blokes trying to do a startup <laughs> final question uh, manish we, we focused a lot on individual decision making uh, put the spotlight on founders mm-hmm. what i want to understand from you is you know company or a or a startup is also like an individual right yeah. now what happens to that culture the core dna of a company hmm. crisis after crisis uh, especially the ones that survive yeah. uh, you know how do you answer that question like is the face of the company in terms of its culture and what it stands for does that also go through this metamorphosis like if i'm talking to you a couple of years down about printo yeah what would have changed yeah it's a, it's a fantastic uh, uh, question uh, pankaj it uh, i think a lot changes and i realize this now right um and uh, it changed with us in 2008 you know from uh, uh, this you know the, uh, uh, yeah yeah this literal indian cowboy where we said you know let's get on to the horses let's go and conquer every city we are printo right this is the uh, come forth men and women follow me you know into delhi into gurgaon into all cities let's set that up it was a whole testosterone filled you know march you know from a you know march of a company which got deflated uh, when we when the reality hit us when the crisis hit us and we ran out of money but we hunkered down we learned to share our troubles and uh, we came out uh, extremely strong and i saw this uh, impacted our dna as always a company fairly conscious about cost you know uh, getting aggressive about uh, growth but more conscious about profitability uh, wanting to look at profitability our conversations in our um, in our uh, meetings would be oh yeah but if we do that order the gross margins are going to be less than 40% uh, so what do we do about that you know this is an important conversation on the meeting and uh, and you can see that change uh, the big change i see is this time when i got the team together and i was speaking about it uh, you know we, we had no problem sharing data which was bad no problem projecting things are going to be really bad um, in general the team kind of knew that okay it's time for action uh, one of my colleagues said that uh, we've done this before so yeah uh, we'll do it this time uh, one of my colleagues who was uh, uh, unconvinced you know said that manish you're always positive all the time uh, since you are calling it this time i'm not convinced but since you're calling it let's go and act as if it's happening right so that mm. you know and uh, so he was saying i don't agree with you but i think i trust this process you know and we'll do it because i know what to do mm. right and 
I think that's come out. Uh, I, I don't know if Printo will survive this, right? Uh, you know, as I say this, because yeah, I don't know this is going to last 20, 20 months, it's going to last 20 days. Yeah, don't know. But I do know that, you know, we're, we we fundamentally changed and we are in a much better position to take care of this crisis. So your ability to hand, handle crisis change, but also you become this, uh, I think at least Printo has become more of this uh, uh, you know, uh, I can use that word because I come from that background. This middle-class conservative mm. company, right? You know, and uh, growth is good, but not at the cost of profitability, right? But those kind of things mm. you won't hear a startup say. So we've become less sexy. <laughs> so I think that's how we've been molded. I'm sure other companies will be molded in their own unique way. Mm. No, very, very well said, Manish. And I think. Uh, I think this was a really, really sobering uh, conversation and insightful too. Thank you. You seem to bring uh, good things out of me. So, uh, and you've surely given me my my break for the day to help me go back and think <laughs> about how to save the business. Yeah, I'm just trying to be useful. Thank you. Thank you, Manish. We'll catch up soon and stay safe. Thanks, Pankaj. Thank you very much.